Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins. Look out. It's only films to be buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. My name is Brett Goldstein. I'm a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, a fuse box, and I love film. As Emile Zola once said, in my view, you cannot claim to have seen something until you have photographed it, and you haven't really seen a dinosaur until you've watched Jurassic Park at the IMAX in 3D. Huh, I'm not really a fan of 3D, but it's nice to see that Emile Zola is. Every week I invite a special guest over, I tell them they've died, then I get them to discuss their life through the films that meant the most to them. Previous guests include Nish Kumar, Jamila Jamil, and Head Campbell, but this week my wonderful special guest is the brilliant comedian and personal trainer, Instagram star, Tanya Moore. Get over to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein if you'd like to support the show. And over there, you'll get the entire episode uncut as a video and also 15 minutes extra chat with Tanya. And you'll also get to see the visuals of us disturbingly recreating Lady in the Trap eating spaghetti on Zoom. As usual, there is a secret for the Patreon and this one is outrageous. So join me over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. I had never met Tanya before though I was aware of her excellent stand-up, so this conversation you're about to hear was pretty much the first time we'd really spoken. We recorded it over Zoom, and it was a fucking laugh. I sort of think I have to give a warning that this is one of the rudest episodes. I mean, it, it's quite rude. Some of the rudest stuff is in the Patreon. It's a very rude... Some of it's very rude, but, you know, I guess what I'm saying is if you're a prude, tread carefully. But if you're not, you'll have a great time. It was so much fun to do. She's brilliant. You'll love it. I think that's all you need to know. So that is it for now. I very much hope you enjoy episode 101 of Films to be Buried with. And welcome to Films to be Buried with. It is me, Brett Goldstein, and I'm joined today... By an actor, a writer, a host, a personal trainer, a Instagram superstar, and an incredibly fine stand-up comedian. Please welcome to the show the brilliant Tanya Moore. Well, that was an intro. Instagram superstar. Oh, let's put that one in brackets. <laughs> it's 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 you and Al, you and Al Green. <laughs> if that's the competition, I'm definitely taking that off. 
How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Thank you for doing this. Uh, we were just saying, uh, I've known of you for a long time, but we've never been, we've never done a gig together. I know. The what comedy sort of world, world is so that? weird. I know. But uh, in doing some research on you, you, uh, I mean, the thing I would like to talk about a lot, because you don't know me at all, but I am banging to fitness and you are ah. doing, <laughs> you are, what is it? Are you, a, what's going on? Please explain. <laughs> Because it looks very cool. And I also think you're doing dance stuff that I should not be involved in. <laughs> oh, man. Everyone should be involved. So I do... Uh, I used to be a dancer. Oh, right. Um, and then I got into fitness. And mm. so I thought, let me become a personal trainer. Because it could just then combine the two. So that's what I do. I do dance aerobic classes. And I do step dance classes. And I do... I also do personal training. One-to-one sessions, group sessions. But I love the classes. They're online we're on Zoom. We live our best lives three mornings a week for half an hour. And that's it. Oh, man. That sounds really fun. Do, do, can you hear the other people or is it just silent? for the- No, it's silent for me, yeah, because I, I turn them, their mics off so that they can hear the music properly. Right. So I, play, I play it through the app so it's all nice and clear. So, yeah. So is it ever like uh, a gig for you? Are you, ever, are you ever paranoid? Is everyone into this? Are you enjoying this if you're getting no feedback of sound? I, always, I get, put your thumbs up if you're enjoying it. Okay. <laughs> you <gotta> wait. <laughs> uh, I find these Zoom things are really like change. I wonder what I've been thinking about all these Zooms because I've, you know, everyone has to do these Zoom meetings. And when you make a joke or you say something funny, there's always now a beat before a laugh. If you're going to get yeah. a laugh, it ain't going to come instantly because no, people it's sort delayed. of check. Yeah. What? yeah. And I worry if we ever get back to live comedy and laughs come at the normal rate, we're all going to freak out. What's going on? <laughs> well, this is, I've, I've gotten to a point now where I just, I tell the joke and then I just keep moving as normal. I don't laugh, I don't say anything. I just keep moving as normal. So with the playback, it just looks like, oh, she's just enjoying the laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where did you start stand-up? 2012, and eight years what, ago. What brought you to it, may I ask? Boredom a little bit. I wasn't really into comedy before. <laughs> True. Never really watched it. So I only ever knew of people like Bernie Mac because he was in films before. I really wanted to be an actor. So right. I was like, oh, I thought he was a good actor. And then I heard he was a comedian. So I just watched some of his stuff. I've always been into Whoopi Goldberg. So I've always watched her stuff as well. But yeah, just boredom one day. I stopped dancing, wanted to get back on stage. Um, my friend was w- literally walking down the road and there was a, a poster for a comedy course. And I was like, all right, let's try it. See what happens. It was good. There we are. This This is what's happened. <laughs> Now I'm talking to bloody Brett on a podcast. You've made it. Babes, I mean, I'm going to retire. As soon as you say the podcast is over, I'm hanging up my my microphone. You've made it. Um, How have you been enjoying, uh, how, how, I mean, it's always a risky question to ask. How have you been enjoying your pandemic? I've actually loved it. I can't tell you anymore how much I've loved it my mum and my sister live five minutes from me so I just yeah very lucky do you just shout out the window at each other when you're in lockdown no I just go there right (laughs) (laughs) people go further on their on their one hour walk I just go down the road five minutes say hi to my family that's nice obviously I've been doing my classes and stuff so I've been busy still I've kept you know relatively on a schedule 
Do you, can I ask a personal question? Do you live alone? You, you live with people? No, I have flatmates, yeah. Okay. How has yeah. that been, being all intense together? No, because one moved out for um, and moved with his partner for the majority of the lockdown. Right. And so it was just me and another, and it was just lovely. Fucking sweet. Tanya Moore. Yeah. I've forgotten to tell you something. Uh-oh. Tell me now. Go on. I love uh, it. Come on, live podcast. It's bad that I didn't tell you this. I should have... I should have Oh, said. this is saucy now. Come oh, on. You've got to tell us. I should have said it before we started recording. I should have emailed you about it because it would have at least prepared you, but... Oh, oh God. Come I'll on. just say it. I'll just say it. Oh, oh Brett. Oh, I feel bad come on. you seem nice. We're getting... It just seems like oh. a heavy thing to lay on you, but you've died. Okay. You're dead. All right. So, sorry about that. <laughs> All right. Uh, how did you die? That was nice, man. Um, <laughs> Is that a nice way to break it to you? That, I mean, it was it it it, it was gen- it, it was like a gentle breakup, mm-hmm. but also like I'll see you soon. So in my mind, I'm like, well, he'll die soon as well. So it doesn't matter. Oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, I'm on my way. Don't you worry. We'll catch up. <laughs> well, I had two ways of dying. Yes, I had a really vicious way, which would be a bungee jump gone wrong. Oh, I like that. Right. Yeah. Or smoked a spliff. It was just way too potent. <laughs> Can we combine them? Yeah. Ooh. H- whilst high yeah, you on took a spliff, one. that was way too potent. Now, she took a bungee jump and forgot to attach. Oh, so your version is you forgot to attach. It's not that you measured the distance wrong. Ooh, could be that as well. Mm. I quite Ooh. like forgot. Because yeah, it makes well, make sense. You did a really strong spliff. Yeah. Forgot to attach the rope. Were yeah. people there? I guess you were raising yeah. money for charity or something. Everyone yeah, was excited. Yeah, yeah, and there was like a massive crowd of people waiting for me to come down. Mm. And then afterwards, I'll do like a little set about how it made me feel. Yeah. And then they were all waiting for that. And then we'd go have a toast and a party. But Tanya died. So. I, I like it if you were also raising money for bungee jump injuries or something <gasps> like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was real, like, ironic. It's or like people all the money have, you raised went straight to the, your family. People who have died from bungee jumps. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that. That's a good way to go. Have you I ever think, bungee jumped? No, I want to, though. But now I think this conversation has put me off a little tiny bit. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if the option to do it for a charity comes up. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Well, that's a pretty cool death. Do you worry about death? Not really. No? No. I think it's a waste of time. It's all going to happen to us at some point. You waste your time worrying about it. What are you going to live? And then when you're dead, what are you going to remember? Just you worrying about where you are right now? That's rubbish. <laughs> How have you learned this mindset? Because <laughs> that's the answer. That is the correct answer to living your best life. But I yeah. think most people can't do that or haven't yet found that. Why? Because people are stressed, aren't they? People are stressed and anxious and they worry about shit. And when I say people, I mean me. <laughs> worrying about, I'm, I'm getting that, but like worrying about things you can't control, what a waste of time. Yeah, but isn't that what every, isn't that all everyone's problem? Uh, by I think, everyone, I, think I don't fact, mean you. I think the fact that you can't finish the sentence lets us know that it's definitely a Brit issue. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm real being exposed. Uh, but like, it's easy to say. Oh, don't worry about the things you can't control. It's easy to say it. I've said it. I've said it to other people. 
Yeah, and I still worry about things after like like castings and auditions and shows. These are things that I can't control. But the grandioso things like death, like Mm. what am I going to, huh? Brett, I'm sorry, I'm just, I can't. I'm having a good time over here. I love it. Let me just worry about the shit that I know I can worry about. Like I can worry about a show because then the show's going to be over. I can worry about, do you know what I mean? I can worry about, is this this audience going to find me funny? I'll find out in about three fucking minutes. But what I can't worry about is death because when I'm dead, I'm not going to sit and worry about how it happened or what do you think? What do you think happens after you die? I think God finds you a new person to be. Really? Yeah. I love it. But that's that's why you get the the idea of like your someone probably say to you, you just like your granddad's. Yeah. And you know, you know what I mean? Like energies like that. Like you just, you just, your soul goes into the next. So if there's somebody being born as you die, they're probably going to have. Do yeah. you think that person conceived? Do you think that that God picking the next body for you is like is it chosen based on like what you need to learn this time or this will be a laugh try this one or like how much thought goes into who you're yeah. going to replace? I think I think it all and that's why I think it depends on how much of the generational curse you break depends on how much the next soul the enjoyment of their life. Do you know what I mean? So like. Let's say I break loads of generational courses now. The next me is going to be way more successful than today's me. That's how I, I think that's amazing. That's how I think about it anyway. Maybe that's smoked too much. Who knows? No. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I haven't smoked today yet. So this is just me thinking. <laughs> Can you start smoking now? Because if this is you pre, I want, I mean, that's brilliant. <laughs> Don't you think that? I, think I do think that, but but I, I guess I hadn't articulated in the way of ch- uh, breaking the generational curses. That's that why we it? feel, yeah, because yeah. that's why we feel the generational pains or pleasures mm. or whatever it may be of our ancestors. So why wouldn't it go forward? So it's up to you to change the course of tomorrow. Because I do think that in life that we're constantly playing the same level, we're playing the same level, and then at some yeah. point you, you get it level right. Level up or level down, yeah. Yeah. So and you're constantly... Shown the same problem in a slightly mm-hmm. different way, yeah. And at one point, you'll crack it, and that goes across all our lives. I love it, right? Yeah, well, I got a bit of news that might sort of get in the way, <laughs> get in the way of that. <laughs> I, <got a> little... <laughs> I love that you lead me down this beautiful garden path, and then at the end of it, it's like this massive dinosaur. <laughs> waiting to eat me <laughs> yeah you've been reincarnated as a caveman right in the in front of a dinosaur no there is a heaven there is a heaven okay it's a pause let's call it a pause before you go on to your next exciting okay. life the and waiting room it's the waiting room and it's a lovely waiting room it's plush it's got all the things you like in it everything and but what's weird about it is everyone there's obsessed with films obsessed with it Madness. It's weird, isn't it? And all they want to do is know about your life through film. And so the okay. first thing they ask you is, what film is the first film you remember seeing? The Land Before Time. Oh, what Come a on. smasher. Exactly. It was my first thing I fell in love with. I watched it back to back to back every day. That's like Land Before Time, Land Before Time, Land Before Time. Have you seen the 25,000 uh, sequels? No. Why would I insult the Land Before yeah. Time? At some yeah. point, I think it catches up with time. <laughs> I think it goes on for so long that it becomes, it's just the land now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a lovely film, lovely film. Yeah, love that film. D- 
did that make you want to uh, be a dinosaur or make films or change the way you lived your life? No, it made me want to explore (laughs) because that's all they did was just explore stuff. So I just was like, well, when I go outside, what can I find? I found myself in bushes and up trees and just doing all kinds of random stuff, climbing scaffolding. So I've got a thousand marks on my legs, so... That's sexy. Should open an OnlyFans, innit? To show off my shins. <laughs> you land before time legs. Yeah. Uh, what? My dinosaur shins. <laughs> what? Uh, were, were you watching these, this on your own? Do you, do you have... My uh, brother. Right. Big brother. Yeah, he's three, three or well, four years older than me. And he was my... He was bang into it as well. Not really. Forced by me. Uh, oh, my cousin, who was more my age mate, would be on it so when right. we were together we'd be like land before time and we had like the dinosaurs and all the, the teddy bears and stuff so it was where were you gro- where were you growing up where was this in new cross southeast london what is the film that scared you the most it oh. the original it with Tim the Paris? original yeah. it yeah okay. oh. oh i i'm i'm off horror movies I think as a result, but it's just like the idea of why would I set myself up to scare myself? It doesn't make sense. This is especially when you go cinema, you're paying yeah. to be scared. Huh? Well However, yes. I'm a thrill seeker, so when yeah. I go to the when I go to the um, fun fair and stuff, I want the roller coaster. I want the highest and scariest ride. Yeah. I just don't understand horror movies. But it's the same thing. Yeah, I know. Maybe it's guess I think it scared me, but I, it scared the life out of me, and I just was not on watching horror movies ever since. Like, just no, I'm scary music, and I'm like, oh my god, what's about to happen? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's fair. I, I, you know, I talk about this a lot, and I argue for it both ways, and then I also go because the 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 psychological argument for horror films is like roller coasters; they are a safe place to experiment and explore your fears of death yeah uh you get to kind of nearly die in a way at least for your brain and there's a thrill in surviving that at the end of it yeah that's what i love yeah the idea of nearly dying (laughs) no i didn't die yeah i could do it again (laughs) that's it imagine doing that but you don't have to move that's a horror film amazing (laughs) i can't Uh, do horror films though (laughs) that's fair yeah, and then also on the other side of things, I think I saw Hereditary and it sort of ruined me for life. And I think I probably didn't need that in my head. Yeah, yeah. Um, not, at that, not at that young age as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was single digits when Saw entered my life. So hmm. that's my brother there. He's a shit for that. <laughs> uh, what is the film that made you cry the most? Are you a crier? Honestly, and sometimes it still does. Tina Turner's life story, What's Love What's Got Love to Do With It. Great film. Yeah. I mean, that's... And I had an obsession with Angela Bassett after that for a long time. <laughs> I think she is top 10. Yeah, definitely. Do you cry easy? Are you a crier in life or just in films? Uh, in life, yeah. If I get really sad, I let it out because I'm definitely now of the ilk that letting it out is better than holding it in. So just let it out and deal with it. Definitely of that ilk. Um, alone, though, <laughs> you will never see me. Brett, you're probably going to look at me like, you don't cry, Tan. No, I don't. No, that's what I, I am the same. No one's ever seen, yeah. no one will see. 
They won't see till see this tear, yeah. They won't see till the day I fucking die. (laughs) (laughs) They'll be like, he never cried, he was like a robot. And I'll be like, yeah, Yeah. I was a robot. A robot that used to hide in the toilet to have a cry. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, kinfolk. (laughs) (laughs) What, um... What did I want to ask you? Oh, yeah, the Tina Turner. Oh, yeah, here's what I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Everything you've said so far makes me think you're you're incredibly mentally healthy and uh, zen. And my guess my question is, were you born this way? <laughs> no. Oh, you're shaking your head. <laughs> no. It's all, up to now, it's all been a lie. No, 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 no. This is a result of, I'd say, the last two years okay. of Tanya doing Tanya work. Nice. And just being better at being Tanya. Because there was a lot of me worrying about the world and what's going to happen and what they think about me and all that kind mm-hmm. of rubbish. This is two years of, no, let's do some work with Tan. Let's figure out what Tan is. And then two fingers, because otherwise yeah. you just you just end up being depressed all the time. That's not a, that's not a way to live life. No. It's insane. It's sad. It's heavy. It's boring. Was there, was there, in the two years of all that work, was there like, was it just a gradual thing or was there like a moment where you were like, ah, I feel free? I would say that moment came about three and a half months ago. But I felt it. I had a, I had a session with mm-hmm. my therapist. Yeah. And, and then I had a reading, a card reading. Right. And I was just like, yeah, this is, this is it now. I'm finally free. So this is That's very great. new. Had you got me about two years ago, it would be like this. Oh, my God. I just want to die right now, bro. Oh, my God. I hate life. Thank oh God, God I'm dead. Thank sucks. God I'm dead. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you just made my day. You just made my day, bro. <laughs> That's what it would have been. Yeah. Well, congratulations. I'm very happy for you. That is wonderful to hear. Thank you. Um, what is the film that people don't like? It's not critically acclaimed, but you don't give a shit what people say because you love it. The films that I really love hmm. are critically acclaimed. <laughs> it's got a very critically acclaimed but taste. The, even, film. but then I was thinking maybe if I went for one that was critically acclaimed, but there was like a mass, massive controversy about it being critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. And I think Monsters Balls probably one of those. I love that film. It's but a good I've film. seen a lot of this is rubbish. They had sex. Halle Berry shouldn't be in this role. Bloody, 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 because it was offered to other people before her, really? but she was the only one that said yes to that scene. It's a, because they, it's a hell everyone of a else, scene. Yeah. Everyone else was against the scene. So there was a lot of, um, yeah, it wasn't good. And it was, it was, it was smothered in just all stereotypes of racism and all the rubbish. So it was just kind of like the other black actresses who didn't want to do it mm-hmm. were against kind of the way it was being portrayed and, blah, 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 and they wanted to things changed. And so Hallie was the only one to kind of be like, yeah, okay, I do. <laughs> I love sex with Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. It's a heck of a scene. It's, I, I mean, I don't know. I want to be an actor, on. but I, I, I think I might be one of the other actresses in, the, in that moment. I don't mind a titty pop, but I mean, right. that was a lot. And I still, I think they had sex. What do you think? I, I, if they didn't, I don't know what's. Go- I don't. I don't quite know how they've done this scene because 
because either way, the juices were everywhere. Yeah, if they're not, she they're was still... rubbing and scrubbing yeah. and up and round. Yeah, it's something. And I and also, I, yeah. Flip side, great scene to masturbate to. So there's that. Hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, at no point. I hope I made it clear that at no point did I not love that scene. <laughs> It's a uh, five-star scene. Because <laughs> I, 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 I was like, yeah, he loves it just like me. He's such good actors. But we weren't, we weren't there. Now we're there. <laughs> neither of I'm us, with you now. Neither of us remember the rest of the film. <laughs> uh, like, literally. like there's a, What's there there's a, there's a whole Puff Daddy in that movie, yeah. and we forgot. <laughs> <laughs> we're thinking we're talking about Monsters, Inc., but with an incredible yeah. sex scene in it. Like, literally. <laughs> And there's the baby. <laughs> uh, okay, what is the film that yeah. you used to love? You loved it, but you've watched it recently and you've gone, oh, no, I don't feel the same way no more. The truth, and I don't want to say it because I really loved this movie when mm. I was little. Clueless. Really? Doesn't that hold up? Why yeah, don't you like it no oh, more? I don't know. I think maybe it's the... New Tanya, Tanya 2.0. Yeah, three, um, three and a half months old Tanya. Come on. I just feel like it just reeks of insecurity and prying on it and not being helpful and just all the things that would have happened in the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. that weren't progressive or conducive to the mental health of a young lady. And so I was watching it and I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is not something I'd want my little niece to see. That's fascinating. Yeah. Hmm. So... Yeah. All right. I'll However, yeah. three glasses of wine later, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> niece, get out of the room. Are we get doing this? Get to bed. Get <laughs> to bed. I remember that, Tanya. Let's laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, okay. What is the film that means the most to you? Not yeah. necessarily the film itself is any good, but because the experience you had around seeing the film will always make it special to you. Khalif Browder. The Khalif Browder story. It's a documentary film. Okay. About a young boy. It's on Netflix. A black boy who was arrested for no reason and sent to Rikers for three and a half years. Right. uh, Based off of lies. And then what happened to him in Rikers was insane. And then he came out and there was a massive campaign for him by led by like Jay-Z and yeah. a couple of celebrities. And now they, they've campaigned to shut down Rikers. And because I'm like into crime and criminology, I did a criminology course. What? They, yeah, that's like my sub-passion. Like I, I, most people go home and watch like Netflix series and stuff. I'm documentary crime. Right. Like I'm, I'm in it. I love it. So, um, yeah, so I'm very passionate about shutting down Rikers and, you know, getting reform into prisons and all that kind of stuff. So mm. that movie might not be a movie for all, might not even be a movie. Um, but, yeah, that's a film on Netflix. It's the Khalif Browder story, and I think everyone should watch it. Okay, that is a great recommendation. And I shall be watching it this evening. Come on. Um, what Get is... your tissues ready. It's oh, a cryo. No. Watch it is alone it... in the toilet. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, Brett, 
It's a massive poo. <laughs> what is what is the um, what is the film that you most relate to? Now, this one is based upon my childhood. Okay. I'm not sure if you've seen this film, but it's called <laughs> Juice. I fucking love Juice. <laughs> yes, Brett, come on! Juice is a great film. Babe, my childhood was like that. Really? It was exciting as shit. New Course was bad, wow. but like the good bad, if you're from there, you just know, innit? You know everyone's so safe. But it was very exciting. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's oh, no, a great description for it. Exciting. Yeah, I mean that's probably exciting. not how you saw it, but yeah, <laughs> that is exciting. And that's the one. That's one of all of all. Of all I was going to go with like Boys in the Hood, but that's to, that's not that's not relatable. Mm. Juice is the most relatable in terms of living in like we're all within like the same blocks in the same area. Yeah, all going to the same shop. We all stand in the same place, and that's where most of the fights and stuff happen. That's where all the stuff happens with all like the weapons and all the stuff. Yeah. yes, a lot, <laughs> but a lot of fun, and also really good to put into a one-hour stand-up show. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, if Edinburgh were going, you'd win the award. That's fucking... <laughs> Come on! That's the perfect hour. Were you... I don't know if I can ask at this point. Well, like, if all that was going on, were you scared? Were you... Or was it... Yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, like... the irony of it is, is I hate violence. If I see fighting now, I just mm. run away because I just can't deal with the idea of the possible outcome yeah. and seeing it. I don't like seeing blood. I don't like... Yeah, I just get really uncomfortable around that kind of environment. However, yeah. if I'm from a safe distance, love to watch. Great. <laughs> well, this is your criminology thing. You just want to. Well, you just want to. Yeah, because I'm just excited about crime. finding out about the criminal mind. Like yeah. just the idea that we all grew up in the same area, and some of us have really gone the other way. It's just yeah. interested me. You know that in um, Hollywood, uh, they often come up with um, TV shows, and one of them can't you do a personal training detective? Oh, that would be good, wouldn't it? Like a Colombo who works out but solves crime. <laughs> solves crime, but sometimes over Zoom whilst doing a dance salsa class. I'll be, I'll be Jessica Fletcher. I'll just be turning up in random places for random events, and then oh no, someone died. I really believe that she was the murderer all the way because they always die when she's there. Complete every time she went on holiday. Oh, I'm just popping out for another holiday. I'm feeling a bit itchy. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Come on, I see you, lady. I Using you. your old lady disguise. I, I see you, I lady. see you, Mrs. Potts. Come on. <laughs> Every time she carries around that suitcase, it's just got loads of weapons in it. Maybe even some ears, just for, like, memorabilia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Oh, here we go. I think, I think you're going to be all right with this one. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins. Tanya Moore, what is the sexiest film you've ever seen other than Monster's Ball? Because <laughs> Monster's Ball would be my answer. Oh, okay. but other, th- other than Monster's Ball, because there's been some pretty awesome sex scenes in some films. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Oh, oh the ones that are the best are not in a film. They're in a series. Have you seen Power? Oh, no, the show, no. Really? Okay. Oh. You're selling TV I mean, to me now. I am. I'm so sorry. But, I mean, there's, some of them look like they're ironing boards trying to create fire, and it's really funny. But the rest of them are like, really giving us a show! Um, but in a film, <laughs> I would have gone for Monsters Ball because that is mm. the one that you go to, that you hold on to, that you remember. That you that cherish. You- <laughs> you take to bed at night. For some, it's your first, so it is what it is. <laughs> okay, you can have Monsters Ball. Now, uh, there's a subcategory to this question. Okay. I don't know uh, if you're aware of it, but the question is, uh, troubling boners, worrying why don'ts. Uh, film. <laughs> troubling film. what? Troubling, troubling boners, worrying why don'ts. Okay. A film you found arousing but you weren't sure you should. Are we allowed allowed to say this? (laughs) We can say this. Don't you think Lady and the Tramp's quite sexy, the the spaghetti scene? (laughs) You don't? Listen, that lady is... (laughs) The spaghetti... (laughs) 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 Don't you... Listen, it's not an accident. The whole, you know, the chemistry, the setup, it's a classical erotic scenario. A lady, a tramp, he's a bad boy, she's well to do. They're eating. Also, a scene you can translate to humans. We could be together. Come on, that's the way. Listen, your Patreon guys are getting a lot of content. They're getting some <laughs> dream content. Also, the, the lady's fit. That's a fit dog. We can say that. She is sexy. And also, they're very careful to show us the way she walks. Mm, that lady can move. Like that. It's all like, oh, you could just see it. You could just slide in there. Yeah, and he's a bad boy. Like, <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, oh, let me sniff that. <clears throat> On it. Babes. I just think these are things we should unpack. That's why we're here. 
I think there's a lot of people listening, either going, I feel better knowing I'm not alone, or these two should be arrested. <laughs> and that's the risky take. That's the risky take. That's the risk. That's, that's comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, great answer. Yeah. Imagine Monster's Ball remade starring The Lady and the Tramp. That's a lot of erotica because they can do it on themselves. That's, we could mm-hmm. we'll be there for hours. They'd do themselves before they even got together. Imagine. That's mad. That's most of the film. He's just <laughs> chucking spaghetti on her. Oh, man. <laughs> and they're in a bowl of sauce. Oh, <laughs> shit. Now. At one point, she's got a meatball right there and he's yeah. just doing it from behind. She can't even scream. Oh. Could you imagine if you use the meatball to be like, shut up, bitch, or you, you're making too much noise. <laughs> She's going, where are you getting all of these meatballs? She's all tied up with spaghetti. There's <laughs> like spaghetti around her nipples. Oh, I thought oh. about this way too much. Oh, I like it. <laughs> if Disney is listening, um, we are available to help out with the writing of the new Lady in the Trap film. Just yeah. put it out there. Yeah. Um, we are unavailable to be arrested. Thank you. <laughs> uh, what is objectively the greatest film of all time? I still say What's Love Got to Do With It. Do yeah. That's my ultimate, ultimate, ultimate favourite film. The best film of all time. It's, it's, it gives you everything. It's a... Uh, okay, go, t- tell me a bit more. Because no one is... Like, I'm not saying you're wrong. But no one has ever said that in the history of all the world. That's why I think it's underrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I listened. I think people know it's a good film, but I don't know that people know it's the greatest film. And no, so... because they would say something stupid like Scarface or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, because like Scarface is a good film, but it's not the best film. It doesn't give you honesty and truth and emotion and passion. It also doesn't give you rape in a phone in a, in a, in a, in a microphone booth. It doesn't give you fights in limos. It doesn't give you, come on then, Ike. It doesn't give you that. Mm. It doesn't it... give you intimidation backstage. It doesn't give you pregnancies on the fly. It doesn't give you fear, sheer fear yeah. and happiness. Two seconds later, it doesn't give you that. It's not unlike the Shawshank Redemption. There's a lot of, it's a hard journey and then you get to the end and you're like, yeah. Yeah, but Shawshank's like, I equivalent, like if Shawshank was a human being, it would totally be a granddad. He could have, that, could, that movie could have been 30 minutes. Definitely, <laughs> like you know, like when granddad's just long things out for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> we so, it could have been a, a sitcom pilot 30 minutes like, in and out, 30 minutes, bang, <laughs> the Shawshank, bang, doesn't have to be a redemption, just the Shawshank, Shawshank, the end, bang, the yeah. Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. Uh, I'm not gonna argue with that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, what do you think? What's your one? What's your greatest ultimate, film? Ultimate? Yeah. I mean, I've got three, but go one on, go one on. would be um, Singing in the Rain. Okay. Okay. It's a good film. It's a good film. It's up there. It's up there. Go on. Uh, what? And another one? Well, yeah. you, you, what's your, you, got, you got three. What's your three? Don't Look Now, but that is... Which I'll tell you why you'd like it. Here's the reasons you wouldn't like it. It is a bit scary. <laughs> Okay. But why you would like it is it is another film where the sex scene in it is the other film other than Monsters Ball where where everyone was like they they were doing that right that was really yeah. babe I don't have to watch the film just send me the 
the timings. <laughs> Be a friend, Brett. <laughs> Be kind. <laughs> we got to wrap this up. I need to send some yeah. links over. Uh, that one, and then this one in the background, and uh, of course, Muppet Christmas Carol. So okay, okay. you've got posters of these stuff on your wall. Yeah, I mean it's all it's real. Okay, and that that changes things. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's real. Now, okay. what is the film that you can or have watched the most over and over again? Probably Life. Oh, really? Yeah. I just think nice it's, it's good because it's a nice film. It's easy. You laugh so much, mm-hmm. but there's still a storyline to it and you can still hold on to something throughout it. Yeah. So, yeah, I like life. I could watch life and watch it again like I've never seen it before. That's really nice. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll do this. We won't be too long because I don't like to be too negative on this one. What is the worst film you ever saw? I tried to think about it, but who remembers the worst film I've ever seen? <laughs> It should be lodged in there like a drama. Does it? I forget. I, mean, I, you I don't only... want to be mean about it, but I just think anything Tyler Perry is just oh really a waste of time. Outside of early Medea, after that, I'm just like this should just not be done. What's your? I haven't. I, I haven't seen or anything with Paula Patton because she just should not be hired. She is. I'm like, what kind of... It's like walking into year seven GCSE drama and the words are on like an A10 piece of paper. And she's like, no, Dre. (laughs) (laughs) I don't love you anymore. Full stop. (laughs) I said... (laughs) Paula, Paula, you're saying the punctuation again. You're saying the... Sorry, can we Paula, go again? No way. And then she'll be like, cry. <sighs> like, Paula, you're reading the stage directions. That's just a recommendation for the action of the scene. Could you? Sorry, can we go again? <laughs> I think anything Paula Patton, when I see her name, I'm like, I am not watching that. Right. Or anything made by Tyler Perry. I love Tyler Perry. I love the studio he's built, but he needs to figure out what he's doing. I don't know how his movies and Greenleaf are produced in the same studios. How is that a thing? (laughs) Come on. He's huge though, right? He's huge. He's a a, a one man. uh... He's done loads for the community, Mm. just not for films. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's too, yeah, I get it. Love to Tyler Perry. Love to Tyler Perry. Yeah, we love him. Just a section of him is a little bit annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the film? You're a, you're a comedian. You're in comedy. What's the film that made you laugh the most? Properly Honestly, laugh. It's a, it's a dumb answer, but it's White Chicks. I fucking love White Chicks. I watched it again the other day. It's, it's so... Exactly. And you still laugh. Yeah, still laugh. It's great. It's so dumb. But like... Fun dumb. Yeah. I love I, I love, I love the fun way it is. Oh, 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 dumb and dumber. Oh my god. I love dumb and dumber. Oh it's, my god. It's great, but it's no white chicks. It's not white chicks, but dumb and dumber's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do live up to the title in Dumb yeah. and Dumber. Yeah. Um, like dumb. <laughs> I think but yeah. the Wayans is 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 uh, brilliant. And I really like them. 
And I really like in White Chicks how it's quite bad, their makeup. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's quite terrible. bad. A, a, a con they are trying to pull. And you're like, I mean, this isn't working. No, but, but it's those ladies from that society... I like that. They don't really pay attention to anything but themselves. So just the idea where she was like, you can get your knees done. Like, I was just, (laughs) I was just like, yes, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Good film. Um, Now, Tanya Moore. Yeah. You have been an exquisite guest. However. Oh, damn it. When you signed up, because you're a charitable person, you care about causes, you signed up for the cause of uh, people who've died, bungee jumping, survivors and family. Yeah. Uh, only families, they're no survivors because of the people that have died from it. Um, <laughs> and you went to uh, London Bridge, not London Bridge, a bridge that goes, yeah, right, London Bridge. Yeah. And um, hey, is London Bridge big enough to die? For? For you to die off? No, not to die off. Let's say I bungeed out of an aeroplane and then just okay. fall out on the floor. There's an aeroplane. So now it's really big. Well, there's a tower. They build a tower, London yeah. Bridge. Shard. Off the shard. Off the shard. Thank you. There you go. You got the shard. Yeah. Everyone's standing around. Thank you. You've raised a million. You've raised a mm-hmm. million. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are really excited. And you get up there and you're a little bit nervous. And... Uh, someone hands you a joint you're like oh yeah that'd be fun and you smoke this joint but it is like powerful powerful potent and then you were like whoo and you sort of get a bit confused and everyone goes are you ready if you double checked everything you go yeah yeah double checked it you put the thing around your waist but you don't clip it in just put it around your waist and it Mm -hmm. sort of drops to your ankles but you don't really you think oh that felt nice as it slid down your legs and then you stand on the edge and everyone's like, thank you for raising a million for all of us families. You're a wonder. And you go, I love you. And then you jump off. And everyone watches and you go. Whoosh. It's beautiful. And everyone's waiting for the rope. And then they realise, oh, I don't see any rope. And yeah. then bang. Yeah. Smash. Splat. Head foot. You're like, like, a, like a painting. Everywhere. Splattered. And the organisers go. Uh, and they look at the money you've raised, which was a million, and they go, fuck, what a waste. And they hand it immediately to your family. And they go, well, she raised that for you guys, I guess. And everyone disperses, sort of a bit annoyed. And I wander over and I'm like, oh, bloody hell, there's Tanya Moore. She's an absolute wreck. <laughs> you're in the fucking, ru- like, you're in. So I'm having to drill to get your body out, bits, whatever I can get. You know what I mean? So there's tarmac, there's all sorts of shit. It's I okay. brought a coffin that was your size, yeah. but you are not that size anymore. You're a fucking, you're a splat, if I may. Yeah. So yeah. I drill, get tarmac in, get all of the bits of you I can, stuff them in this coffin. The thing is, the coffin is now packed full, Yeah. right? And there's only enough room in this, pocket, in this coffin for me to slide in one DVD yeah. on the side. For you to take to the other side. And on the other side, there's movie night every night. And one night, it's your movie night. What film are you taking to show everyone in heaven? Life. Oh, what a twist. Yeah. I'm not going to be the party pooper. Yeah. I'm bringing the party, baby. Life. Let's laugh. Let's have a drink. Oh, I love that. No one yeah. saw that coming. No. <laughs> 
what's love got to do with it? It's like a me thing. It's like something I do privately because I want to cry as well. Yeah, you'll, t- you'll take that to your bedroom when you're out <laughs> yeah, in the toilet. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But life is like what you share with people. Life is what you share. Ten more, twenty twenty. The last words of. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Tell you more. I have loved this. Uh, thank you Yay. so much. Is there thank anything you. you would like to tell people to look out for, listen to, join your fitness? Energy. Yes, please follow me um, at Tanya Moore or Timor Fitness if you want to do some classes or one-on-one sessions. Um, I'm also going to be doing my debut hour next year, Edinburgh. So please do look out for that. The show's called Bully, um, and so that's exciting. Um, and then, yeah, just follow me, man. That's just it. Just follow her around. <laughs> just follow her around. Yeah. If you- See me in the street. Just be a shadow, man. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> uh, Tanya Moore, you've been wonderful. I hope you have a lovely time in heaven before God picks you a new body and game to play. Thank Yay. you. And have a good day. Goodbye. I'm going to stop recording that. Goodbye. So that was episode 101. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein for the extra 15 minutes of chat, the rude secret and the full uncut video with Tanya Moore. Go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating if you can and write about the film that means the most to you and why. It's always nice to read. It does help the numbers and I very much appreciate it. Thank you so much to Tanya Moore for doing the show and for being brilliant. Thanks to Scroobius Pip and the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace for producing it. Thanks to Acast for hosting it. Thanks to Adam Richardson for the graphics. Lisa Lydon for the artwork. Come join me next week for a brilliant episode with Mr. Richard Osman. So that is it for now. Have a lovely week and please, more than ever, be excellent to each other. feeling the city walls closing in the concrete jungle suffocating your soul you crave wide open spaces the chance to connect with nature maybe chase some elk fish a private stream well listen up there's a whole world out there and finding your own piece of it just got easier head over to land.com they've got ranches forest mountains you name it search by acreage location the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of land.com it's where the adventure begins Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.